welcome to First Incision, the podcast about preparing for the General Surgery Fellowship exam. I'm your host, Amanda Nikolic. Today's episode, we are going to talk about the anatomy of the lower limb. We're going to start by talking about the anatomy of the thigh and the gluteal region. So I'll start very briefly by talking about the bones of the lower limb. We're not orthopedic surgeons, so we don't need to know this in too much detail. But starting with the pelvis, the pelvis is made up of three bones that fuse together. This is the ilium, the ischium, and the pubis. And these bones fuse together to make the pelvis, and they articulate with the spinal column via the sacroiliac joints at the back. They create a rim of bone through which the various muscles of the lower limb attach. The glenoid fossa is the point of contact between the pelvis and the femur. The glenoid fossa is made up of a Y-shaped fusion of the three pelvic bones and articulates with the head of the femur. The femur is the long bone of the thigh. It has a head, neck, greater and lesser tuberosity, shaft, and also has a lateral and medial epicondyle and lateral and medial condyle. An important anatomical feature of the femur is that on its posterior surface is the linear aspera, which is a thin extension of the bone where a lot of the muscular attachments of the thigh attach to, which is why I'm mentioning it. So next up, let's talk about the muscles of the thigh. The muscles of the thigh can be split up into three compartments, the anterior, medial, and posterior compartments. The anterior compartment is comprised of the sartorius muscle, rectus femoris, the vastus lateralis, medialis, and intermedius, as well as the pectineus muscle and the tendons of the iliacus and psoas muscles. The anterior compartment is supplied by the femoral nerve. The next compartment is the medial compartment, and the medial compartment comprises the gracilis, adductor magnus, adductor brevis, and adductor longus muscles. The nerve of the medial compartment is the obturator nerve. And the last compartment is the posterior compartment. And the posterior compartment is comprised of the hamstring muscles. These muscles are the semimembranosus, semitendinosus, and the biceps femoris muscle. And the nerve of the posterior compartment of the thigh is the tibial branch of the sciatic nerve. Saying that though, there is one muscle in each compartment that has a dual innervation. So in the anterior compartment, the pectineus muscle is supplied by the femoral nerve, but it can have a twig from the obturator nerve. In the medial adductor compartment, the adductor magnus is actually comprised of a hamstring and adductor component. So the adductor component is supplied by the obturator nerve, but the hamstring component is supplied by the tibial component of the sciatic nerve. 
And in the posterior compartment, the biceps femoris has two heads and the main head is supplied by the tibial component of the sciatic nerve, but the short head of biceps is supplied by the common perineal part of the sciatic nerve. We'll start with the anterior compartment of the thigh. The first muscle we'll talk about is the sartorius. This muscle arises from just below the anterior superior iliac spine, and it descends down the anterior aspect of the thigh, rotating medially as it goes to spiral over the anterior compartment. It inserts into the anterior surface of the tibia, just in front of the gracilis and semitendinosus tendons. And you might remember from medical school, say grace before T. And these are the three tendons that insert into the um, anterior surface of the tibia. And so the anterior one of these is sartorius for say, grace is gracilis before T for semitendinosus. Sartorius is innervated by a branch from the anterior division of the femoral nerve. The next muscle to talk about is not really an anterior compartment muscle, but it's still relevant, and this is the iliacus. The iliacus muscle arises from the medial aspect of the ileal or iliac wing from the hollowed out concavity of the ileal bone. It has a tendon that joins with the tendon of the psoas muscle to pass underneath the inguinal ligament and insert into the femur just below the lesser trochanter. It's innervated by the femoral nerve in the iliac fossa. Given we've mentioned it, I'll also mention the psoas major muscle. The psoas major muscle has its origin from the bodies and intervertebral discs of the uh, lumbar vertebrae, one to five, as well as the transverse processes of those vertebrae. It descends down the posterior aspect of the abdominal wall before passing behind the inguinal ligament to insert into the lesser trochanter. And the tendon of the iliacus is where the femoral nerve can be found, and the tendon of the psoas muscle is where the femoral artery can be found sitting just anterior to it. The psoas muscle is innervated by L1, 2, and 3, because the lumbar plexus is actually formed within the substance of the psoas muscle. I know I haven't really got into the true meaty anterior thigh compartment muscle yet, but there's one more muscle to mention, and this is the pectineus muscle. This is a small quadrilaterally shaped muscle that arises from the pectineal line of the pubis, and it slopes posteriorly and inserts into the upper end of the femoral shaft just below the lesser trochanter. The femoral vein and femoral canal lie on the surface of this muscle and the anterior division of the femoral nerve is what innervates this muscle. I thought it was worth mentioning those few muscles because they're going to be relevant when we talk about the femoral triangle. So moving into the true anterior compartment of the thigh, this is made up of the quadriceps muscle. This is the largest muscle bulk in the body and is made up of four muscle components. This is the rectus femoris and the three vastus muscles, vastus lateralis, vastus 
intermedius and vastus medialis. So the rectus femoris arises by two tendons. One is from the anterior superior iliac spine and the other is from just above the acetabulum. This is a large muscle that sits in the most anterior aspect of the thigh and all of these tendons of these muscles converge to become the patella tendon, which then wraps around the patella and inserts into the tuberosity of the tibia. The vastus lateralis is the next quadriceps femoris muscle, and this has a really extensive origin. It's from the upper half of the intertrochanteric line, from the lateral lip of the linear aspera, which is that bony protuberance on the posterior aspect of the femur I mentioned earlier, and also from the lateral intermuscular septum, which is a strong fibrous connection between the femur and the iliotibial tract, which is a condensation of the fascia lighter on the lateral aspect of the leg. The next muscle is the vastus intermedius, and this arises from the greater trochanter and from the anterior and lateral surfaces of the upper two-thirds of the shaft of the femur. And then the last one is the vastus medialis, and this arises from the spiral line and the medial lip, so the medial side of the linear aspera, as well as from the tendon of adductor magnus. The all of these tendons will come together, as I've mentioned, to form the patella tendon, but it's important to know that the vastus medialis sends muscle fibers into that medial aspect of the patella tendon and also directly into the medial border of the patella. And the vastus medialis is what gives that bulge to the medial aspect of the thigh just proximal to the knee. All of these muscles are supplied by a branch from the femoral nerve. Next, let's talk about the medial compartment of the thigh, also called the adductor compartment. The muscles of the adductor compartment are separated from the anterior compartment by the medial intermuscular septum, which compared to the lateral septum is pretty flimsy. The first muscle to talk about is the gracilis muscle, and this is the most superficial muscle of the medial compartment. It arises from the inferior ramus of the pubis and is inserted into the subcutaneous surface of the shaft of the tibia just behind the sartorius. Remember, say grace before T. The next muscle is the adductor longus, and this is the most superficial of the adductor compartment and is important when considering the femoral triangle. The adductor longus has its origin from a circular area on the body of the pubis and it inserts into the femur as a long aponeurotic flat tendon on the lower two-thirds of the linear aspera of the shaft of the femur. The adductor brevis arises from the inferior ramus of the pubic bone and it inserts into the upper part of the linear aspera. The good thing to know about the adductor brevis is that it splits the obturator nerve. So the obturator nerve splits into an anterior and posterior division, and the anterior division goes anteriorly on the adductor brevis, and the posterior division passes behind it to go posterior to the adductor brevis muscle. The next adductor muscle is the adductor magnus. 
And this is a combination of two parts, which is a fusion of an adductor and a hamstring part of the muscle. So there's actually no barrier between the medial compartment and the posterior compartment of the thigh because the adductor magnus is two of these muscles being fused together. The hamstring part arises from the ischial tuberosity and the adductor part arises from the ischiopubic ramus. Adductor magnus is inserted progressively along the shaft of the femur and there's a number of holes or um, fenestrations in the muscle that allow passage of the perforating branches of the profunda femoris artery to pass into the posterior compartment. The lowest of these openings in the muscle just above the supracondylar line in the medial side is where the femoral vessels pass through to exit the adductor canal and pass into the popliteal fossa and this is where they change their names from femoral to popliteal vessels. The last muscle to talk about for the medial aspect of the thigh is the obturator externus. The obturator externus muscle arises from the obturator membrane and the bony margin around the obturator opening in the pelvis. Just above the obturator externus is a small uh, hole, which is the canal for the passage of the obturator nerve and vessels into the medial aspect of the thigh. The obturator externus tendon spirals around the neck of the femur to be inserted into the medial surface of the greater trochanter. So what is the nerve supply of the adductor muscles? The nerve of the medial compartment of the thigh really is the obturator nerve, and this is a branch from the lumbar plexus. As I've mentioned, the obturator nerve, once it enters into the medial compartment of the thigh through the obturator foramen, divides into both anterior and posterior divisions, which are separated by the adductor brevis muscle. The anterior division of the obturator nerve supplies the gracilis, the adductor longus, and the adductor brevis. The posterior division supplies the adductor magnus, and the obturator externus. And the hamstring part of Magnus is supplied by the nerve of the posterior compartment, which is the tibial part of the sciatic nerve. So the last compartment to talk about is the posterior compartment of the thigh. And this is made up of the hamstring muscles. These muscles span both the hip and knee joint, and they all have their origin from the ischial tuberosity. The three muscles are the biceps femoris, the semitendinosus, and the semimembranosus. Biceps femoris arises from two heads. The long head is from the ischial tuberosity, and then there's a shorter head that comes from the femur, from the linear aspera. Its insertion is into the head of the fibula, and there's also a collateral ligament that it inserts into. The semitendinosus arises from the ischial tuberosity, but this goes around to the medial um, part of the thigh and inserts into the anterior surface of the tibia behind the gracilis muscle. It's the last part of say grace before T. It's called the semitendinosus because the 
inferior aspect of the muscle is mostly a long rounded tendon. The last muscle is the semimembranosus muscle. This also has its origin from the ischial tuberosity, but it starts as a more tendinous um, muscle and then gets more fleshy as it progresses through the posterior aspect of the thigh. Its insertion is into the back of the medial condyle of the tibia, and then it has three further expansions that insert um, around that area. The muscles of the posterior compartment of the thigh are innervated by the sciatic nerve, and they're from the tibial part of the sciatic nerve. The exception is the short head of biceps femoris, which is innervated by the common perineal part of the sciatic nerve. As I've mentioned, they're divided from the anterior compartment laterally by a strong lateral intermuscular septum, but there's no septum dividing it from the medial compartment. So before we go on to talk about the blood supply to the thigh, let's talk a little bit about the femoral triangle. So the femoral triangle is a triangular-shaped space on the upper aspect of the anterior surface of the thigh. It's bordered superiorly by the inguinal ligament, laterally by the medial border of sartorius, and medially by the medial border of adductor longus, which means that adductor longus is part of the floor. The floor of the femoral triangle is, as I've mentioned, adductor longus medially. You may see a small part of adductor brevis, the pectineus, and the tendons of the iliopsoas muscles. The roof of the femoral triangle is the investing fascia or the fascia lata of the thigh. The contents of the femoral triangle from lateral to medial are the femoral nerve, which is often under the fascia of the iliacus muscle, the femoral artery, which sits on the psoas tendon, the femoral vein, which sits on the pectineus muscle, and the femoral artery and vein are encased in a loose femoral sheath. And then medial to the vein is the femoral canal or the opening of the femoral canal. This is where a femoral hernia may protrude through. And so the borders of this are laterally the femoral vein, anteriorly the inguinal ligament, medially the tough lacuna ligament, and posteriorly the pectineal line on the pubic bone. The femoral canal may contain a lymph node, which is often called the cloacase node, and often some fat. Other structures of the femoral triangle include briefly the great saphenous vein. It does initially sit outside of the fascia lata and therefore technically not within the femoral triangle, but it does dive through the cribriform fascia to enter into the femoral vein, so is one of the contents of the femoral triangle as well as the femoral branch of the genitofemoral nerve and the superficial lymphatic system. Given I've mentioned it, I'll briefly talk about the lymph nodes. The superficial lymph nodes are located outside of the fascia lata and are arranged in a T shape, with the transverse component of the T basically being in line with the inguinal ligament and the vertical component of the T being in line with the great saphenous vein. These nodes that are along the great saphenous vein receive lymphatics from the lower limb, 
The transverse group that are lateral to the vein drain the buttocks, the posterior flank, and the lateral thigh. And the medial group that are towards the medial end of the inguinal ligament drain from the perineum and the external genitalia, but not from the testes, which drains directly to retroperitoneal lymph nodes. All of these superficial nodes drain through lymphatics in the cribriform fascia into nodes that sit around the femoral vein. And these are usually found medial to the femoral vein. And that's why a lymph node dissection goes medial to the femoral vein when you're talking about those deeper nodes. So let's talk about the arterial supply of the thigh. The main artery to the anterior compartment is the femoral artery. The femoral artery commences at the inguinal ligament where it is a continuation from the external iliac artery. It passes underneath the inguinal ligament and gives off a couple of superficial branches. This is the superficial epigastric, superficial circumflex iliac, superficial external pudendal and the deep external pudendal. And this is good to know because there are corresponding veins that will drain into the great saphenous vein. It then passes out of the femoral sheath and divides into two main branches, the femoral artery proper and the profunda femoris. And these two branches are separated by the adductor longus muscle. The femoral artery proper continues down into the adductor canal, also called Hunter's Canal, which is a canal that is roughly triangular in shape. It's bordered anteriorly by sartorius, medially by adductor longus, and laterally by vastus lateralis. And the femoral artery, femoral vein, saphenous nerve and nerve to vastus medialis enter into the adductor canal. The profunda femoris passes behind adductor longus and it gives off two branches quite early on. These go both lateral and medial. The lateral branch is the lateral circumflex femoral artery and the medial is the medial circumflex femoral artery. The important thing to know about the lateral circumflex femoral artery is that this divides the anterior and posterior division of the femoral nerve. The profunda femoris then continues down close to the bone and provides a number of deep perforating branches which pass through openings in adductor magnus to pass into the posterior and medial compartments of the thigh, which is the main arterial supply for the medial and posterior compartments of the thigh. The femoral artery proper continues down through the adductor canal and enters through a hiatus in adductor magnus as well to become the popliteal artery. The obturator artery is another vessel that supplies the thigh. It's a branch of the internal iliac artery and it passes through the obturator foramen with the obturator nerve to enter into the medial compartment. It does supply an artery to the ligamentum teres and has a posterior and anterior branch that do supply some supply to the muscles in the medial thigh, but the majority of the supply is from the profunda femoris artery. 
The venous drainage of the leg is through a superficial and deep system. The two main superficial veins of the lower limb are the great saphenous and the short saphenous vein. The short saphenous vein starts on the lateral side of the foot, passes behind the lateral malleolus and drains into the popliteal vein in the popliteal fossa. The great saphenous vein is formed from the superficial venous arch of the foot. It travels anterior to the medial malleolus, up the calf, before passing posterior to the knee joint, and then ascending in a line with the gracilis, basically, up the thigh, before entering into the femoral vein through the cribriform fascia at the saphenofemoral junction. As I've already mentioned, it receives a number of tributaries, the four veins corresponding to the superficial vessels that come off the proximal femoral artery. So this is the superficial epigastric, superficial circumflex iliac, superficial and deep external pudendal veins. There's also often a large anterolateral and posterior medial vein that drain into the saphenous vein. Contrast this with the femoral vein, the saphenous vein has a number of tributaries, but the femoral vein does not. So it's important when you're doing a high ligation of the saphenofemoral junction that you also expose the femoral vein and make sure you can't see any tributaries into that to confirm that you are actually dividing the correct vein. Obviously, being a venous system, this can be quite variable. Let's move on to talk about the innervation or the nerves of the thigh. The nerve of the anterior compartment, as we've already talked about, is the femoral nerve. The femoral nerve is a branch of the lumbar plexus, which is formed within the substance of the psoas muscle. The femoral nerve emerges from the lateral border of the psoas muscle, and it's derived from the posterior division of the anterior primary rami of L2, L3, and L4. The femoral nerve enters into the thigh by going underneath the inguinal ligament, and as I've mentioned, it's sort of behind the fascia of the iliacus. It then divides into anterior and posterior divisions, which can be divided by the lateral circumflex femoral artery that branch from the profunda femoris we mentioned earlier. The anterior division supplies a branch to pectineus and sartorius and also gives off the medial and intermediate femoral cutaneous nerves of the thigh, which supply sensation to the skin of those areas. The posterior division supplies motor innervation to the quadricep muscles, so the rectus femoris, vastus lateralis, vastus intermedius, and vastus medialis. It then continues on as the saphenous nerve and travels through the adductor canal where it spirals over the femoral artery, pierces the deep fascia and supplies sensation to the skin of the medial knee, calf and the medial forefoot. The obturator nerve is the nerve of the medial compartment or the adductor compartment of the thigh. It's also from the lumbar plexus 
But instead of coming from the posterior division of the anterior primary rami of 2, 3, and 4, like the femoral nerve does, it's still L2, L3, L4, but it's from the anterior division of the anterior primary rami. And it emerges from the medial surface of the psoas muscle. It enters into the thigh through the obturator foramen and then splits into a anterior and posterior division, which is divided by the adductor brevis muscle. The anterior division of the obturator nerve supplies motor innervation to adductor longus, adductor brevis, can give a twig to pectineus, and also to gracilis, and then it supplies the skin over the medial thigh. The posterior division supplies obturator externus, half of adductor magnus, with the other half being supplied by the tibial branch of the sciatic nerve, which is the posterior compartment nerve. And then it continues on through the adductor hiatus to supply the knee joint. And the last nerve to talk about is the sciatic nerve. The sciatic nerve is a branch of the sacral plexus. It comes from the anterior primary rami of L4 to S3. It enters into the gluteal region below the piriformis muscle through the greater sciatic notch, and it supplies the superior gemellus, obturator internus, inferior gemellus, quadratus femoris, and then divides into the tibial and the common perineal branches. The tibial branch is the branch of the posterior compartment of the thigh. It supplies innovation to semitendinosus, semimembranosus, and the long head of biceps femoris, as well as to half of the adductor magnus muscle. So before I finish this off today, I wanted to talk briefly about the gluteal region. The gluteal region is quite a complex area with lots of muscles, vessels and nerves coming out of the pelvis in this area to then travel down towards the leg. It can be thought of as extending from the iliac crest down to the skin fold of the gluteal fold. In terms of the general topography of the area, it's worth having a look at a pelvis, especially one where the ligaments are left in situ. And some of the keys to this area are the greater sciatic foramen and the lesser sciatic foramen, which are really created by the greater and lesser sciatic notches in the bone, as well as the sacrospinous and sacrotuberous ligaments. So it's worth having a look at a picture of that. I don't know if I've mentioned this already in my anatomy episodes, but I absolutely love Rowan's Color Atlas of Anatomy. I use it a lot to correlate what I'm reading in the textbook with an actual picture of what we should be expecting and how it's related to other structures. So the key muscle to understanding the gluteal region is the piriformis muscle. This muscle arises from the middle three pieces of the sacrum, And it passes laterally from inside the pelvis and the muscle and its tendon then emerge through the greater sciatic foramen and the insertion is into the greater trochanter. The reason this is the key is that there's a number of structures that come out superior to the piriformis through the greater sciatic foramen. 
inferior to the piriformis through the greater sciatic foramen and then further below through the lesser sciatic foramen. The piriformis is supplied by the anterior rami of S1 and S2. So before I go any further into the muscles, I just want to talk a little bit about what actually comes out of the pelvis and where. So to start with, I mentioned there's a space above the piriformis muscle through the greater sciatic foramen. And the structures that come out of this space are the superior gluteal nerves and the superior gluteal artery. The superior gluteal nerve is a branch of the sacral plexus and it supplies gluteus minimus and gluteus medius. The superior gluteal artery is a branch of the internal iliac artery. The next space is the space inferior to piriformis, but still through the greater sciatic foramen. And the structures that pass through this are the inferior gluteal nerve and vessels, the internal pudendal artery, the pudendal nerve, sciatic nerve, posterior femoral cutaneous nerve, perforating cutaneous nerves, and the nerves to obturator internus and quadratus femoris. So to start with, the inferior gluteal artery is a branch of the internal iliac artery. And the inferior gluteal nerve is a nerve of the sacral plexus, which supplies the gluteus maximus muscle. The next thing I mentioned is the internal pudendal artery. And this is another artery of the internal iliac artery. And the interesting thing about this is that it does come out through the greater sciatic foramen, but that then, then takes a turn around the ischial spine to enter back in through the lesser sciatic foramen. And this is the artery of the perineum. In the same fashion, the pudendal nerve does the same thing. So this is a branch of the sacral plexus that does the same thing. It comes out of the greater sciatic foramen, loops around the ischial spine, and then passes back through the lesser sciatic foramen to supply the perineum. The sciatic nerve is the next thing I mentioned that comes out below piriformis. This is that large nerve that comes off the sacral plexus. It's formed by the lumbosacral trunk and the anterior primary rami of S1, 2, and 3, and it divides into the tibial and common perineal nerves. There's a couple of sensory nerves that come out, so the posterior femoral cutaneous and the perforating cutaneous nerves. And then there's also motor branches from the sacral plexus that supply obturator internus and quadratus femoris, which are muscles we'll talk about in a minute. The last canal or space to talk about is the lesser sciatic foramen. And the lesser sciatic foramen has a number of structures that go into it and also come out of it. So passing into it is the tendon of obturator internus and the internal pudendal vein. Passing into it are the nerve to the obturator internus, and as I've already mentioned, the pudendal nerve and the internal pudendal artery. So moving back generally, there are a number of other muscles in the gluteal region. This includes the famous gluteus maximus muscle. 
This is a really large muscle that takes its origin from the ileum behind the posterior gluteal line, and it's got quite a wide origin of the muscle. It then travels almost transversely before inserting into the gluteal tuberosity of the femur. The nerve supply is via the inferior gluteal nerve, which is L5, S1, and S2, and it's the only muscle supplied by that nerve. Underneath the cover of gluteus maximus, you can only really see these once that's been moved out of the way, is gluteus medius and gluteus minimus. The gluteus medius arises from the gluteal surface of the ileum and is inserted into the greater trochanter. And the gluteus minimus is also from the gluteal surface of the ileum and it is also inserted into the greater trochanter. The gluteus minimus and medius are supplied by the superior gluteal nerve, which is L4, 5 and S1. We've already talked about piriformis and there's a number of muscles that lie in the same kind of depth as piriformis and sit below it. The first of these muscles is the obturator internus. This arises from the lateral wall of the pelvis and then makes a right angled bend around the lesocytic notch and enters through the lesocytic foramen and then its tendon inserts into the greater trochanter. The next muscles are the superior and inferior gemelli muscles. The superior gemellus arises from the spine of the ischium and the inferior from the ischial tuberosity near the lesser sciatic notch. The superior gemellus, inferior gemellus and obturator internus form a tendon which all together insert into the greater trochanter. The next muscle is the quadratus femoris muscle. This is a rectangular shaped muscle that has its origin from the ischial tuberosity and it's inserted into the quadrate tubercle of the femur. These muscles all sit in a row. So it's the piriformis, superior gemellus, obturator internus, inferior gemellus, and then the quadratus femoris. And the nerve supply is from the sciatic nerve. So the sciatic nerve gives off a branch to obturator internus that also supplies a superior gemellus. And then the sciatic nerve also gives off a branch to the quadratus femoris, which will also supply the inferior gemellus. So that's it for this episode on the anatomy of the lower limb, really focusing on the anatomy of the thigh and the gluteal region. We'll move on to some more anatomy in the next episode. Thanks so much for joining me. Remember to rate, review and subscribe to the podcast. It makes it easier for others to find. It's time to close up. Thanks for listening to First Incision. If you have any comments or feedback, send us a message at firstincisionpodcast at gmail.com or follow us on Instagram at First Incision. Happy studying!